Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. Welcome back to the go-to girls. We're back in action. We're we're still doing this. I I mean, we're still committed. Our moms are still (laughs) listening. We're still committed. We are still doing this. And we even have a friend with us here tonight. Oh, we have the best friend here tonight. I cannot wait. So we were so excited because we went onto the website and we have this place where you can submit certain questions for Jill and I or topics that you want to hear about. And the biggest questions that were being submitted were all about Jill being single Mm -hmm. and the jungle of dating in the city. Of course. And about me being married and the balance of how do you balance marriage and making money and all these different topics. And we were like, well, we can't talk about being single and married without bringing my other half. It's the go-to husband of the go-to girls. The go-to husband. God. Go-to hubs. God. So we had to bring Jer on because tonight we are talking all things being single, all things about being married. We're going to bring up all the hot topics, and Jared's going to get real raw and honest with us, and I can't wait to hear what comes out of his mouth. I am so excited, Jared, that you are here with us. So we got to give the people what they want. Like, give us a little intro. Give us a little, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, moved from Chicago originally to chase the love of my life down to Florida. Spent five years down there, and now we're in Philadelphia. She stole me away to the East Coast, and I've never really looked back. Okay, and you guys met in college, right? How did you guys meet? S- you want to take this one? It's a story? Yeah, it's a story. So I uh, wonder which one he's going to tell, though. Like, the real one or the PG <laughs> one? Like, which one is coming which out of it? We're going to take the G one. Your mom's listening to both. Yeah. Your, both she, your moms are listening to this. For sure, our moms okay. listening. Yeah, yeah. So, um, originally in college, I started my sophomore year because I originally went to a small school to play basketball in. Went to Iowa my sophomore year and started this group fan section called Hawk's Nest with okay. a couple of people. Um, because Iowa are the hawk eyes. Correct. Just so you have no sports. Yeah, that's true. That's true. For all the ladies out there, Iowa Hawkeyes. And by the way, I grew up here in the Philadelphia area, but took a field hockey scholarship mm-hmm. out to Iowa because my father said to me, go big or go home. And then I ended up 18 hours away from home instead of a beautiful D1 school close to home where I could have played, but I went to Iowa where I rocked the bench and lived my best life. Went to a Final Four? Went to a Final Four. Oh, okay. That's something. Because I'll tell you, I'm glad you said that because Philly folk, they tend to like to stay in Philly. Right. So Iowa was definitely, that's like a good trivia question. Right. And I love a good Midwest man. Yeah. Well, you found one. We got Jer right here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So we started this group. It took off pretty successfully and we needed to add more people. We just didn't have enough students. So we uh, started deliberating and had some interviews, held interviews from like three in the afternoon to three in the morning. Well, one, and this is on a Friday. So at one point around three in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. we see uh, um, the application. It's a field field hockey girl. Okay. And ex field hockey girl. Ex field hockey girl. But at the time, she still claimed she was a field hockey girl. Okay. And in comes Lauren, who we, none of us know, and she sits down and we go to start engaging with her. And she says, let me stop you all right there. Bold. Before <laughs> you- Can't wait to do the interview episode, tell you interview skills. <laughs> she said straight up to us, before you even ask me a question, let me tell you, you guys need me more than I need you. Oh, coming in hot. 
That's a hot date. Had a picture of margaritas with my girl Sue's right before I walked in that room. Let me yeah. tell you. Also for the listeners, like don't don't say that on an interview. We'll right. discuss that. But and I, <laughs> I was like also it. like in college, this is something you don't do. And I learned a lot from that interview, but you don't drink a picture of margaritas yep. with your girl Susie and then show up to an interview and tell them, hey, by the way, you need me more than I need you. Hey Suze, yeah. let's pound these bad no, boys. I got an interview. I got an interview for a hawk's nest. Serve in it college. up. Another marg. Another marg, yeah. girl. Yeah. Make it spicy. The only way that interview tactic works is if you have a crazy person like me at the end of the night fighting for you to be on that spot. So we had one spot left. Okay. Three in the morning. I wanted to go to bed and I just kept harping on the fact that we need somebody in athletics. We should put her on. No, arrogant, cocky. We want no part of it. No, literally you were the only advocate. And I just kept saying field hockey chick, field hockey chick, field hockey chick. And eventually they gave in to me because again, crazy person um, in the making. And she came on. And about a year later, we both broke up with our high school not-so-sweethearts. Losers. And she was crying in a meeting. I went up to her and asked her how she was doing. We no. talked the entire time. And we were enemies in the meetings before. I was the dreamer. She was the realist. And she would shut down every idea I Okay, had. so like butting heads. Like, for sure, you guys would argue. Yeah, like Jared yeah. would be like, I was hey. like, I brought you on here. Yeah. But yeah, he was the creative who was like, we can do this and we can have this happen, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, when's it happening? What's the tactic? How are we going to do it? Who are the right. people? Where's like, the money? Real. Like, dude, get, get like this. These aren't happening. Like stop being the dreamer and be the realist. And that's where we would go. So we were constantly battling in meetings at Hawks Nest for yeah. sure. I also love that you both came in with high school sweethearts. Why bring sand to the beach? Like I will never understand that for the life of me. Yeah. I love that you gave it the good college try though for like a year. No, but like for more than a year. More than a year. Wild. Why, like, and it wasn't healthy. How do you at even all? control yourself? I was a like, senior. I, no. You, you were, were a junior. Senior, and I was a you junior. You dated the, your high school sweetheart until you were a senior? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's commitment. But she was there with you. Yeah, we were there together. Oh, that's, see, I, okay. That's yeah, a whole she was not. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like I didn't. Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't good. No, live your life. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. No, to no, any eighteen year old listening, dump. Yeah, <laughs> dump that. Live with for, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for all you that are out there, you're like, oh, I'm gonna take my high school boyfriend and go to college. Like, don't ditch, cut ditch it. it out. Go live your life. Go do your best. Go live your best life. Live your best life. Oh. For four years, just literally, like, walk around naked. I don't even know. Just, right. just live, live your, your best, your best life. life. If we have any advice for you about when you go to college, walk around naked. Walk around naked and live your best <laughs> life. Like, do not bring the do not bring the boyfriend because he's not no. that great. He's, he's not, not going to last. He's not that cool. Like your Wawa dates, getting Slurpees and like making out of the backseat of your car, yeah. like hiding from your parents. Like not a cool thing when you're in college. A lot of shit changes during those four so years. So much changes. And you, you both change too much. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. yeah. And then that's, I put Jared in the back of my moped. Went and got some pizza? Uh, uh, back the bus up. Uh, excuse me. When did the moped come, come into play? We have a moped? So one of my crazy dreams turned out to be a reality. And at the end of the concert series that we put on, um, we were going to, as a group, to go get some pizza and some drinks. And we were, like, flirty, but not really anything yet. She's like, you want to come on the back of my athletic-approved moped? And my bike was just in the chained up in what the lot. What a pickup move. Uh-huh. Yep. So I sat on the back of the moped no, with my didn't. arms wrapped around her. Yeah. No. And it's like, it's not a two-seater. It's not a two-seater. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of, like, the, like the, banana, like the banana seat. So I put him on the back of it and he held on to me and I was like, yeah. we went to this bar, I met up with people after we were celebrating our Hawks Nest concert. And then I did the whole, oh, sorry, I have to go to an athletic party with the golf guys. 
yeah. and said, see, see you later <laughs> and played that whole, like, I got too much going on for you. Exactly. By the way, the dogs are here visiting each other yeah. for the first time and we are excited <laughs> about it if you can hear them. Guys, if we can't edit this out, like, they're just going to be barking They're just going to be losing their minds. But yeah, and then I played the hard to get thing for a couple months because I we'd both just broken up. Couple? Like six. <laughs> six. Yeah, six is more than a couple. So she made you work. Hard. Like, come over, leave. <laughs> All the time. I'll be at the spa. Oh, wait, I'm not there. Yeah. Bring me LaCroix. Bye. Like, call on Christmas break. Don't ever call me again. Like this, we lose my number. I went through the game. I thought all these coast girls were like this. I was like, these guys, these girls are nuts. <laughs> They're all nuts. a bad rep over in Iowa. Get out. So you made them work, but you knew you were making them work. I knew I was making it. Well, we both got out of these serious relationships and we all know like, you don't want to be the rebound. You never want to be the rebound. Right. Good like point. you want to be with somebody who really wants to be with you. And like, we're getting towards the end of college and we're figuring out our life. And he was a senior and getting ready to go to his career in Chicago. And I'm like a junior and I'm like living up my senior year. And yeah. I really wanted to make sure if we were going to put the time into this, like this guy was into me and Jer's the Midwest Blonde like hair, blue eyes, salt of the earth, brings me breakfast sandwiches in the morning, meets me at class to drive together. Ropehead, do like, you have a brother? No, just a little <sighs> sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is what we're talking about. Mid- I, and I got to tell you, like, Midwest is the best. Like, my cousin just married a Midwest guy, Megan, who we both know. It, Ryan Midwest is the best. Ryan is the best. Ryan's like is salt amazing. of the earth. Jer salts the earth. Like, the Midwest guys. It's just patience. Oh, there's, there's so a, much There's patience a patience level in the Midwest that we don't have out here. Okay, love the patience level. Love the advice we're giving to 18-year-olds. Tell me this, though. Yeah. The big I love you. Mm-hmm. Who said it first? Uh, Awkward, not awkward. Yep. Give me the rundown. Everyone who's listening right now, who do you think said it first? Legitimately, have been trying to hang on to that moped for since that moped ride <laughs> happened. Like hanging on for dear life. So we were at this pool bar. And pool bar in Iowa. In Iowa. It, oh, pool like shooting. Like pool. shooting. I'm pool. thinking bikinis in Miami, guys. No. I'm out to watch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm like, not, oh, cool. Yeah. Bikinis in Iowa are at a lake, and you wear one piece. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there and, and Lauren's a big time on affirmation and, and being told why you like her. And that my happened a lot. That's your love, love language. language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what is not my love language? Bottom of the list, physical touch. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Who needs full butt. Yeah. I like gifts. <laughs> I, yeah, and like time. Like don't hold my hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm affirmations and time. And QT, yeah. Oh, but yours, sure. those are your... This yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't need gifts. I just need to be told I'm doing like a good job. Yeah, I'm, like I'm you're like, the best. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. yeah, yeah. You're like amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love this. All right. Words of affirmation. Okay. So Lauren needed hot and heavy words of affirmation. Like she's already for three months just teased me at this point and right. like made me feel like I was never going to actually date her. Yeah. You're like, well, what am I doing? And five? we're sitting there and we're a couple beers in and she's like, why do you even like me? <laughs> And I was like, were you fishing though? Or were you like drunk? Like, come on. But she was like trying to tell me how bad of a person she was and kept asking me why I liked her. And no matter what I said, it wasn't good enough. Reverse psychology. For sure. Tactic. I, yeah. hear it. I just want to hear it. And, and so she says like, I don't understand why you like me. And I said, I don't just like you. I love. And I stopped myself. Stop. And she the look on her face was terror. Disgust. Um, and, and worry. And like, am I in too deep? I saw it all flash across her face. And I think immediately after she said, you're a moron and a man poodle and this will never work. And here we are, what, 12 years later? Yeah, we've been, and then- 12 years later. I love that literally he described you as full of terror and worry. (laughs) I mean, 
Yeah. I just think like we got back from Christmas break that year, my junior year, his senior year. And then we went on like, Jer came back, yoked, yoked. Didn't have one Christmas cookie from my grandmother like in when, Indiana, which is like a, a sin. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he, now did you do that? Cause you're like, I'm going to get, I'm going to rip this shit I friend, up. I friend zoned them. Again, she told me never to call her again during Christmas break. You literally <laughs> said, lose my number. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I knew her ex who she was with was yoked. So I was like, all right, YMCA, let's do this. Yeah. Let's see what I can do. <laughs> Y'all walking into the line. Just Christmas four break. hours Happy on Christmas. holidays, bitches. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I ain't eating no Christmas cookies. Nope. It was like, protein. I need another chicken breast, mom. <laughs> but yeah, comes back. And Jared's a big dude. Like Jared's sitting at, like his, he's a big shoulder, big guy, like, which I'm totally into. Oh, same. And. I friend zoned him a little bit. Like we were playing, I was playing hard to get again, like playing the game, comes back from Christmas break, walks into a bar or a party. Bar, brothers. Yeah, brothers. He walks into brothers wearing, I mean, it's what, 20 degrees in Iowa? It's like, January in Iowa. It's like, it's 20 he, degrees. Don't even tell me he's wearing a cutoff. Wearing? <laughs> Not a cutoff. Like no. a polo <laughs> tee, but it is like, Hitting oh, all. like it's tight. Yeah. Like it's hitting, but not like too tight. Where you're no, like, like, what's wrong with tight. you? Like a good tight, yeah. like hitting the end. Like I'm like, and then he walks in, and me and my girlfriend's looking at each other, and we're like, what? is that chair? Like what? And I just go beeline right to him. Excuse me, who does be? And I'd be like, hey, oh, we are the friend zone real fast. And then that night, we like spent the night, and that was awesome. And like we had just kind of got back to talking. We were completely done with the exes at that point. Like yeah, that had been was like behind us. Wash. We weren't going back and forth. It was like we're done. And then we went on a date, got some queso and sangria yep. at our favorite place, saloon in Iowa City. And then that was it. I mean, we were like, like ever since then. It was ever, just but I, no question. I, and that's like the type of person I am. Is like if I'm in, I'm either all in You're or in. I'm all out. Like I'm. And like, it's like at that point we were out of the friend zone, the exes were behind us and I was all in. And like, I had started to see Jer way past just being a friend and somebody I had worked with at Hawk's Nest and to see this person as like, this is the exactly what I need in my partner. Totally. And like, this is everything I've ever wanted in someone else to make me a hundred percent a better person. Which 100%. I think is, you guys, what I find wild about that is like looking back how young you were when you yeah. like realized that. Like yeah. I was waking up in gutters at 18, like tying my, <laughs> I couldn't tie my shoes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was full blown like blacking out on the yeah. regular. Like where am I? Mm. What school do I go to? You know what I mean? That's like pretty mature. I yeah, like but I it. think- that was like towards the end of college when Jer was figuring out what he was doing with his career. Yeah, life was like right in front of me. Yeah. Like, you still had some time. I had some time, but like I knew I wanted this person well, to be yeah. a part of my life. It sobers you up real quick, like senior year. You're like, totally. Holy, let's go. And you're like, what are we going to do? And then we had both kind of made the decision. And I think we both knew like this was something that we were all in on for sure. And once we made that commitment, it was like, we're doing this. Love it. Now, here's the real question of the night. Controversial topic. Oh. Do you two work out together? Thoughts, yay or nay, for couples sweating together? Because I have opinions. Yeah, we uh, are members to Orange Theory Fitness. You just quit though, so maybe you don't feel the same as me, but. Well, I got the Peloton. Yeah, that's true. But I you quit. You yeah. quit OTF. I quit OTF. <laughs> just say it. Just say it on the podcast. I, I quit OTF. I quit. My name is Lauren and I quit OTF. <laughs> My name is Lauren Sherwin. I was a member of Orange Theory <laughs> Fitness for years. I quit because I just ordered a Peloton and I can't wait to ride that bad boy. But I think it's hot when Jer goes all out on the tread at a speed of 12 yeah. and he's, I'm married to him. I'm 
all about it. Cause I'm like, damn, you're an athlete. Like, let's do this. Like, let's get a sweat in together. It breaks up our work day. We go to the noon class together, usually during the week. Mm-hmm. It breaks up the monotony of our freaking day, which is the same thing every day in COVID. Mm-hmm. And we go and get a workout in together and I'm totally into it. But I want your opinion because let me tell you something. The guy was like, let's go on a workout date or I just started dating a guy. I'm not, yeah, no. I'm not showing you my t-shirt and I'm not no. wearing cute outfits. No. Like you saw poor no girls wear cute outfits. No, girl, no, I look homeless going in. I <laughs> full blown roll out of bed. I'm in like a the baggy t-shirt leggings. No, thank you. Here's my minimum. I must be dating you for a year before you see me red faced, like not able to gasp for breath in a workout. No, thank you. I agree. I totally agree. A full year? That's a lot of time. Jared, a full year. A full Why year. a year? I mean, maybe it's like not a hard and fast rule. I yeah, could yeah. maybe break it like 11.5 months. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just, maybe it's just the comfort level. If we were dating, would you want to see a girl working out? Yeah. Like, I would chase you, you around the rec center all the time. Yeah, but I was working there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's working, I mean. working out. Like, yeah, if you were like running on the treadmill, I'd come next to you and you, run. Really? But like, yeah, I don't, I think like an athletic woman is a nice thing to but be proud of. what if I, what if I'm not that athletic? But you, you, you coach and do solid core. What do you mean? I mean, yeah. You have I to be stay somewhat athletic. athletic. I think you know what I'm saying? That's hot, right? Like, but how you, can you not show off at that? Like, this is what I do. Watch me crush this. And like, that's a confidence Because thing. it's hot when a guy will come take my class who I'm dating. That oh, I do like, like when you're, co- when you're, when you're coaching. coaching. There you go. You know what I mean? I love Because yeah. I'm in the power position. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that. But at like a regular gym where like you go to the treadmill, yeah, no he's thanks. down lifting weights. You don't want any part of seeing him nope. in that hour Lose my hours. number. Don't need it. Got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you'll coach him up. I'll coach him up. I'll coach him up. Because I feel like that is sexy when I'm on the mic. Mm. Now, this is in my head, Jer. Yeah, no yeah. one has told me this. Yeah. No male has told me it's sexy. I'm but the confidence of you as a coach is a different level there than you, you running on the treadmill. There you go. Okay. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Nailed that makes it. a lot of sense. Okay. I like it. Nailed it. Okay. Controversial topic of the night, check. Now, we're going to get to your questions. We've been getting a lot of questions about being single in the city, about being married, but since we have the guest of honor here, Jer, you have to answer my top five questions. Let's do it. Now, I... I am a weirdo. I have a lot of questions like, do dudes know this or know that? Like, I have two brothers. You would think I wouldn't have these questions, yet I still do. Yeah. Question number one. Do you know what spanks are? I do only because I. that's when my wife tells me I need to leave the room. <laughs> or the premise, or the hotel, or the bath. I have to get out. You won't put spanks At all costs, of- <laughs> I have to get out. Okay, let's all be honest. When we're going to weddings or bridesmaids, we're rocking spanks. Like we usually are. A hundred percent. So if you if you ladies are saying you're not, God bless you. You're like your bods must be tight, but like girls need yeah, to rock. Sorry, Jennifer Aniston. But like, I'm telling you right yeah. now, this sausage is not getting in the casing in front of Jared. <laughs> it's like the getting those things on is like a wet is like a one piece when it's wet. It's a nightmare to get that thing on. So I do that is the one thing I will ask Jared to like leave the room for. Because I think it is mortifying probably trying to watch a woman get into her sweat. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's not going to be sexy. Okay. So we do know what spanks are. Mm -hmm. Now, here's my biggest nightmare. I've recently started getting fake eyelashes. Mm -hmm. Can you tell right now I have fake eyelashes? No, I would have just assumed those were real. They're just like luscious eyelashes. Yeah. Okay. You have great eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal. They fall out randomly. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear in life right now is being on a date with a dude, which happened the other night. My eyelash literally like fell on the table. And like, it's that's gross. Like, 
<laughs> do you know girls wear fake eyelashes before I just told you that? Like, I know that there's like those ones that you can like rip off at the end of like a wedding. Yeah. But I didn't know like there's a permanent kind or not semi-permanent. Semi-permanent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so the no. world of fake eyelashes, like guys aren't thinking about it. Don't care. Maybe some, but I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But do you notice like when my eyelashes are like all done up, like, is it something you notice? Like on our wedding day, did you notice I had fake eyelashes on? Yeah, you but you don't normally do? make, wear that much makeup like as you did on the wedding day. Right. I am all natural beauty. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's okay. That's my biggest fear. Um, all right. Topic number three or my top three, what undergarment that Lauren has has surprised you the most? So putting away laundry as like a dating couple and, and still getting to know each other, you, you're you trying to help out and- you, You're you, a great helper. You, you throw some some undergarments in a drawer that you think they belong in. And when you open that drawer, there's, the only way I could describe it is you're, you have two chicken cutlets in your hand <laughs> and they're like, they're, they're, they don't have much weight, but they're like jiggly and they feel weird. And I love you because they don't have much weight. <laughs> I, 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 Sticky boobs. <laughs> Sticky boobs, like, <laughs> like push up bra. Like you, do you guys even think about that? They're, you're, you're just like, you don't know what happens. I there. mean, guys, they probably just think of the, what's inside any, I don't yeah, think you need a chicken cutlets. cutlet on top of the, what's already there, you know? Mm. No, but I don't have a chicken cutlet on top of what's already there. Like I have the ones where like, if you're wearing like a backless dress right. or so that. Instead of a bra. Yeah. They're, they're adhesive. They stick to you, but they gotta be mind blowing when you see those for the first time. Yeah, because they're not on. You don't expect to see, like, it looks like a piece of chicken, like raw chicken. They do. They do look like chicken. They do. They honestly do. What's the formal name for sticky boobs? Is that what they're called? I honestly have no idea. I I think they're called, like, adhesive. I don't know. We got to look it up. We'll have to look that up. We'll look it up. All right. Next, waxing. Do you understand? Do you know what goes on when girls get waxed? Question back Is it for the dudes or is it for you? So great question. I actually, now that you say that, it's more for me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like to look tidy. I and no problem. <laughs> I do it for great me. for us. But I do it for me because, like, when I when we went to our honeymoon in Hawaii, I'm not dealing with that. No, we were there for like three. We exactly. were there for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Like, I'm not dealing with that. Like, we're literally in Hawaii. Like, no way mm-hmm. am I doing that. But from my perspective, it's like, well, we have to shave our legs for you. We, we have to waxed. do this for, well, do you? I mean, you do it for yourself. You just. Right. Like, okay, let's talk about this. Like graduation weekend, we're getting ready for, like, I'm getting there. I am right. getting Lauren's my, graduating with her MBA. God bless. God, we're going to make it. I'm going to get my nails done. I have an appointment to get my nails done. I have an appointment to get a spray tan. I have to get my hair, hair done. Out. Floor. I, like. It's a lot. I'm not doing that for the Villanova Wildcat. I'm doing that for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To like feel good. It, it, exactly. Do you notice when girls have their nails done? Like I'm a I'm a psycho about my nails. I like them to look like have nail polish on. I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you notice that? The only time I notice, like the nails, I notice if they're done, but what drives me bonkers is like the half in, half out, cr- like cracked. Like the chip. Like get them the hell off your nails. Yep. Like the minute that happens, I want them off. Just, be, just have regular nails. Wait, I didn't Share know that. Yeah, but you don't really do that very often. They're either, no, once you that. crack one, you they're gone. Wow. Jer bring in the hot advice because I will tell you this, Jer. It's disgusting. My mom <laughs> used to have to hire people for her job, would hear every time she couldn't take an interviewee seriously when they came in with like black chip nail polish, yeah. she'd be like, it's all I could look at. It's like the literally fine the details. same thing. Yeah, oh, it really is. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's so interesting. Wow. I could talk to you all day, every day. Do you want to sleep over? Sure. 
We'll have a big sleepover. Chair and I as are best friends. As long as it's unlimited Snapple, we're in. Chair and I are best friends. All right, so let's, the three, we got three main questions submitted to us. So guys, on our website, go to girlspodcast.com. We have a place where you can submit questions, things that you want, topics you want to bring up, speakers that you want to bring up. But we keep getting hit with these same three questions. So we want to kind of talk about them a little bit tonight. One, being single in the city during COVID, Jill, they want the inside scoop. Mm, and being up. married during COVID, like how do you keep your marriage alive? And like, what's that look like? So that's our first topic. And I want to know, like, how is it in the dating jungle with COVID? I mean, how long do we have for this? This is this could be all night. I mean, okay, here's the deal. Truly, I am not a lover of the apps situation. You're not a big swiper. I'm not a big swiper, but you have to go on them or I have gone back on them very recently, as you know. Yes. Number one, you know, to like spice up life for the podcast a little bit, not going to lie. But number two... During COVID, you can't meet anyone any, anywhere else. Like, right. I, what are you going to do? Meet someone in a bar? Right. Like, it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think, to me, it's so wild that, like, apps are normal for people who are, like, 25 and below. Like, back in the day, you guys are younger than me, but we didn't use app. Like, you met people in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, dating COVID, here's the one thing I won't do. People love a Zoom call. Like, a Zoom date. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, for me, like, no shade, but shade. Like, I don't want to be on my computer drinking wine by myself. No. Like, talking to you on the phone. What? Yeah. I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say, last thing is, I think COVID has required people to up their game. Like, you mm. can't be an idiot. You can't be an F boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you got to come. If you can't have witty banter over text, you're out. Like, you're out. I need something. I need an X factor. God, that's so interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally understand. I mean, no, I don't understand no, at all. No, because there was no apps when we started. There was no apps. Not a single one. I mean, I see my sister going through it. It's like, she's on, she's off. Like, it's just like this jungle. It really is a jungle. But every now and again, you'll find a gem where you know how you just connect. You're like, ah, oh, this dude gets it. Like, mm. he's quick. He's funny. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of go into it. But mostly it's like, hey, hey. Well, so that's what I was going to ask. are you? Like, it's. You as somebody with the five jobs, as you've, as you've you know explained, how do you have the time to sift through the F boys and the gem, like that's a lot of conversations you have that's to hold on top of the stuff you're doing. It's anyways. a lot of time. And honestly, Jerry, that's why I literally just got back on the apps. What did I tell you? Like last week. week. Yeah. Like yeah. I go off and on. I go through periods where I'm just like, eh, it's not that important. It's a lot. Yeah. But are you made? It's bad. So I have a question. Is it now becoming a priority for you? Is it becoming important for you now? So it's funny that you say that it became a priority or under the guise of these will be great stories. You know how many dating stories I have, which we will go into at length in other episodes. I will make it a priority if someone is worth making a priority. Like someone's just got to blow me away. I'm not interested if you don't talk to your mom, if you have a kid you don't see, if you're a douche, you know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about single, but what's it like being married? Because you're here- about spending all this time together, divorce rates are going up. Like, what's the sitch? What's the sitch? It's a COVID and marriage. It's a roller coaster. It's a lot of togetherness. Uh, we love being together. I, that hasn't been an issue for me at all because, like, we, like, I will truly say, like, if you marry your best friend, like, you're in a good position because you want to, like, yeah, be do with things. That. You want to spend time together. Mm-hmm. You want to do stuff. But I got to tell you, like. Jared and I read an article today in the New York Times called There's a Name for the Blah You're Feeling. Mm-hmm. And it, they finally figured out a name for it. It's called Languishing. 
and it's in the New York Times. It's an article by Adam Grant. I totally recommend that everybody reads it because I think- Oh, he's the researcher at Penn. He wrote yes. the originals. And yes. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. And I think how they define it, like languishing is like the middle child of mental health. It's that void between depression and flourishing, like the absence of well-being where you're just like, you're just muck. Like yeah. you're just languishing. Like I think we went on this roller coaster during COVID where it was just like the same thing. Yeah. Every it's like Groundhog Day. Single every day. Yeah. day. Like we would wake up, make our smoothies in the morning. Jared would go up to his office. I would go up to my office, mm-hmm. go get a workout in the afternoon, go back to the office. What are we binging? Like, yeah. and you do that every day. Yeah. And it becomes like, I think in Adam Grant's article of languishing, like this just, you're just blah. Like you're just doing the same thing. And I think mm-hmm. Jared and I are big travelers. We, con- I don't think there's we ever- We love being busy. Yeah, there's never a time we looked at our calendar yeah. on the weekends oh. and we didn't have something going on or we weren't socially engaging with right. people or we weren't on a plane to go see our friends in Chicago or visiting people or like making things. Jared and I, are we make things happen with our friend groups. Like we're constantly doing things. Love that. But to be in the position that we are in, like we're languishing because we there's nothing to do during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The life that we built together on just like so much of the foundation of being busy, achieving in our careers, mm-hmm. making sure that we continue to, to develop relationships with our friends and family, visiting, traveling, just seeing things we haven't seen before, all of that was put on pause. Yeah, it's and just a 180. Yeah, so when you're so used to doing that together and everything else becomes like sitting in your living room and watching Joe Exotic, yeah. Oh, like, so oh, good. So good. Do you remember that was like straight up the beginning that was of COVID? The beginning. That was like a year ago, right now. Carol Baskin. Yeah. She definitely killed her husband. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. He's buried in that, that, Isn't that gas wild, tank though, or whatever it was. She's like a mastermind. She, I love it. Mastermind and Dancing with the Stars. I that know. now. And she made it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Multi hyphenate. I think, yeah, but I think it's been it's, tricky. It's been hard, but I think the conversation that we've been having, and we just had this the other day, was we're starting to come out of COVID. Like Jared and I got our first vax. Yeah. We got the first one. Amazing. Like, we're I'm coming half-axed. out of it. You're, You're half axed. Like we're starting to think of what our plans are for the summer. We're running the short house, again. getting yeah. excited. Yeah. We're starting to think about traveling, who we need to see, meeting all these new babies that are coming into the yeah. world, like all this excitement. But we also said to each other, like, we need to make the week, like, we need to start to bring some different kind of breaking up Spice the plot. And we also, I think you need to have structure. Like, I think you need to get up, make your bed, start your day, have some flow and like, Adam Grant talks about that too. Like, how are you building flow in your day? Mm-hmm. But like, Jared and I are doing something as simple as like once a month, we're picking a restaurant that we want to go to. Like a nice one, like getting dialed up, going Love out. Idea. So like Friday, date. we're going to Laurel in Philly. We've been dying to go. Oh, I heard it's good. Isn't that dude who runs out on Top Chef? Oh. Yeah, some sort of James yeah. Beard oh, award winner. Okay. Six course hey, meal. Okay. Yeah, We do works. love a good Top Chef. Yeah. So we're like, but we're like, great. Like, let's do something to like get Within down the realm of, of COVID yeah. possibilities. Totally. That's a language. great idea. Because yeah. as a couple, we're languishing and we need to be like thriving again in what we like to do best. So while you languish though, I know a question we've been getting a lot is with languishing, I would imagine comes a lot of conversation. Yeah. So we get the question a lot, how do you do it all? What's the deal with starting a family? What are your thoughts on that? What has been going on during COVID? Um, it has been a roller coaster for sure. And I think what I've learned the most during COVID is you can absolutely have it all, but you can have different things at different times. And what I mean by that is, 
for one point during COVID, mental health had to become my number one priority. priority. Yeah. It had to. Yeah. Where I was in a place after furlough, I lost a little bit of myself. I lost that confidence that I love. It's who you My identity, all of it. And my mental health became my number one priority. And after I got through that and worked with a therapist, and I think people need to be open about that, like that have struggled. And we're going to do an entire episode just on anxiety and having a therapist and having those resources. But that was my priority. And then coming out of that, when I could make myself, now my priority as I'm learning through my kind of mental health journey is working out and taking that time for myself to really work on my personal self and making Jera a priority and things like that. So I think you can have it all, but I think different things in life take priority at different times. And I think being very open with your partner about that and having those conversations is huge. Like telling Jared, like, hey, I need to really focus on my mental health or I need to get through school before you and I start to have the conversation about having a kid. If we are on the same page and everyone says like, oh, communication is everything in a marriage, it totally is. Like mm-hmm. if Jared doesn't know where I'm at and where my priority is for that time, it's hard to be on the same page. And you're not mind readers. No, because I'm guessing and I'm it. usually guessing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So. You're like, <laughs> like what's your priority? I'm on the failing end. <laughs> yeah. And well, I'm totally off on that. But no, I think everyone keeps asking us, submitting the question to us like, oh, are you guys having family? Right. Is Jill going to have a family? Are you going to have a family? Jared and I absolutely want a family. We can't wait to have a family. But we also have been very intentional of knowing where our priorities are at and me getting through school, mm-hmm. transitioning to a new job. That has been something where I know from a mental health perspective, if we do that, add a kid, furloughs, layoffs, all COVID, all within the same year, it wasn't going to be good for us. Yeah. But at the same time, like we pulled the goalie, like it could happen right. any day. Like we could be having this blessing come into our life and we're so open to that. But I think we're also having those conversations. I'm interested like what you think about that. For me and, and kind of like going back based on the conversations and, and stuff that we've talked about throughout of all of COVID, flexibility has been the number one, I think, moneymaker for you and I at this point. Because mm-hmm. there was times where like we're just being 100% open. Like when our friends started having children, I was probably a little more ready than you were. And that was a difficult thing for me to like keep seeing because I see how happy they are and how like exciting that is. And when you're languishing and you're sitting and you're you know watching Netflix and you're working and busting it every day and you want these exciting things to happen for you and your wife as well, but they're just not there yet. It's about then getting on the same page with you again, talking it out, what is having it all for you and I, and how do we achieve those things? So some things, you know, it's a priority. So right now, like we're both career driven. We want to make sure we set up properly for having a family. And that's what we're just trying to do right now. And I love that you asked that question because I think what you just said is so interesting because I think a lot of it is even deciphering what do I want from what does everyone else want for me? Mm-hmm. Or what am I supposed to do? Exactly. Like as soon as we got married, the first question people ask is like, oh, are you guys going to start having kids? Yeah. Are you guys having kids? And I'll be really transparent. We're going to do an episode on this, but like fertility is a challenge for me. So people don't even realize what you're going the through. rabbit hole. Behind the scenes. Down. The yeah. appointments I've been going to. How the hard things, that is on you to hear. How hard that is. What the feedback you're yeah. getting. Things you need to be doing from your OBGYN. So it's like... But it's an ex- expectation, right? Like I got married. We've been married for three years now. It's like, hello, like you guys should be having kids, but you have no idea 
what's happening behind closed doors, what doctor's appointments you're going to, what conversations are being had. I think people need to understand that. And I'm excited to bring on a fertility specialist to one of our episodes to talk about that and where that mental challenge is too. And it's huge. I hear you. And I think people can be so well-meaning, but on the flip side, I get a lot of, why are you single? Mm. It's okay. You'll find someone. Excuse me. Am I going around asking when you're getting divorced? I'm not staying in my business, please. Like, again, it depends on who it is with that conversation, but it's a lot of people shit they put on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how, okay. So let's say I need to ask this for you being single, having that pressure, like have, are they like, Oh, I guess you don't want to have kids. Right. Like, or, Oh, or are you just not going to get married? Like how, what are those, how does that feel for you and that pressure on you? It's so interesting. And that I think I used to think about it a lot more now. It's so funny, Lauren, I'm at the stage where unless you blow me away, that's it. Like I would love to get married and find a partner, but it's got to be the right one at this stage, not settling. And again, we'll talk about this, but I froze my eggs. And you know what? I really froze it because I had friends in two camps. One was I have kids. I want that. I'm obsessed. I I want kids. The other camp is, nope, I know for a hundred percent fact, I never want kids. I was in the middle and I still am. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It depends if the circumstances are right and kind of what's going on with that. So it's interesting. We will see. But that's the question I get a lot. But I'm so interested, Jared, because as women, we talk about this a lot. Do you feel that external pressure? Like, do, do guys talk about this? <laughs> I, I'm probably a little different than most. So my best man and my best friends from Iowa, him and I G-chat all day long. Get Bring it back to G-chat, Jared. Yeah. Okay, I like it. All day long. So we've been doing that since we graduated. We were both in Chicago. We so saw each other all the really time. good friends. You guys yeah. talk about a lot. Okay. And um, we share a lot with each other. And I think it's because we believe that we're our only two outlets to like, we won't judge each other. We know we're both two dudes and it's mm-hmm. okay. Everything's yeah. on the table. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. okay. But you have to have like that ability to know that like, if I tell him some certain things about where I'm at, even with Lauren and I, it's going to stay between him and I. And the same thing for him and his wife. If he talks right. to me, it's going nowhere. We're just talking to each other to get off our chest and then we feel better. It's it's the tree of trust. What is that in Wedding Crashers? The safety tree, the circle of the trust. Circle <laughs> of trust. Circle of trust. Circle of trust. I love that so much. And I think it's just really important to think about like, what is me versus what is external? It's a lot. It's just, you have a lot of time to think, you know what I mean? Like COVID gives you a lot of time to think. Yeah. And I, so we got to wrap it up with our final question. Final question. And I think this is a big one that everyone's like, I can't believe you guys are going to talk about this topic. We're going to make them talk about a little topic called money, 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 money. So Jer, we talk about this a lot offline on the podcast talking about dating women who are doing very well, successful, financial. Did that, does that ever intimidate you? How do you feel about Lauren rocking her career and really doing well financially? Yeah, there was a quote in Big Daddy from when I, from the Adam Sandler movie. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. Whenever yeah. it's on TV, I'll be like, guys, I yeah. get yeah, a chain of plans. So you remember in the trial scene where he's like, yeah, she's my sugar mama and the, the bum goes, I got to get me one of those. Mm-hmm. Like that is always kind of resonating in my mind. I don't care that she makes more than me. I view our lives and, and where we started there are two different levels Mm -hmm. and her family has a lot of connections and she, she worked her ass off. She was pushed differently than I was. And I think because of that, we both started on different bases. 
And she's capitalized on that. And what I give her all the time and tell her all the time is I've watched how she's made a success out of herself. And now I'm taking what I've seen work and I'm utilizing for myself to try to catch up. Have you ever thought of, do you ever think life would be easier and like sort of in air quotes, what whatever easier is, mm-hmm. if you married someone who wanted to stay home, not work, like you were the sole career driven person? Yeah, I don't think that's that's not what I want. I like, yeah. I love the fact that she's so driven and and wants to be not only just a successful wife and friend to me, but she cares so much about her her career and where she's going to go. And I, I support that fully. Like what she wants in a career is totally different than what I want out of the career. If she, she wants to probably climb the ladder, yep. have the title, be a badass, and I'm here to support that. I'm no, I have no problem being the husband mm-hmm. behind the woman that's crushing it. That's fine with me. Love that. What I want is affirmation. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel like I can trust the people around me. And like, if I make a good buck at the end of the day, like great. But as long as I love what I do every single day, that's the most important that's thing success. for success. And I think having those conversations though is huge. Yes. Like Jer and I knew You didn't that. get that. You didn't get that about me for a while. Yeah. Like I just wanting understand. to love like what I want to do. believe it. Like you were kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Because I think growing up it was- you had to be a division one athlete. You had to go to this school. You're and, the pressure, and I think yeah. the pressure of being a woman now these days is you have to do these extra curricular activities. You have to go to this college. You have to be at this level. You have to get this internship. And then when I got the internship at Disney, it was like, you have to get this job and you have to do this. And I think I was very clear for with Jared that there's a certain amount of pressure that I put on myself of where I want to get to in for life sure. and what do I want to accomplish yep. that I don't plan on ever stopping that. Mm-hmm. Whether that was getting- It's just my, part of your DNA. It's part of who right. you and I are. We yeah. talk about this all the time. Like, okay, I'm going to be done school in May, but I added a podcast next? to my What's plate. Yeah. I added three more committees that I'm going to be a part of. Took on this big time job. Like, So it's like you just keep adding and adding and right. adding. And then it's like, okay, we're going to add to a family and then there's going to be that expectation. But I think Jared has always known that about me. And I think where I challenge him and where I ask the question sometime is where do you want to be? Like, where is that something that you have to be a CEO? Because I want to, and I want to climb that corporate ladder. But what I realized about Jerry is Jerry's contentment and where Jerry's most happy is when he is delivering an amazing job and working hard. He doesn't have to have the title where I'm more of the ego and Mm -hmm. I need to have a certain title. And that's very interesting yeah. to know that that's where we both stand on different things. And but both support each other. For sure. Yeah. I mean, shame on me if I p- proposed the question of her marriage to her and I thought that she was all of a sudden going to like cower and be a housewife. Yeah. Like if I'm ready to ask that question and, and she's she ready to say is. yes, like I should know who she is, what she's about and what she wants. And for me to change her now, like wh- why would I do that? But I think it's interesting too when life changes because I'm interested to see when we do have a family like maybe I will want to stay home or maybe that yeah. will completely change. Shit changes. But I think, right. again, it's having those conversations around being very transparent about where you're at and what that priority is for you right now. If it is growing your career, if it is doing more networking, if it's making more friends in a new city that you just moved to, if it is those things like you have to be honest with your partner around what those things are because then they can help to support you in that journey. And be honest about who you are as a person. Totally. And like- if you like for me, I know that that have a lot of it's based on ego. I know that a lot of it is for me is I am constantly striving to be the best version of myself. That is a part of who I am. Jerry knows that about me, but I also have to tell him where I'm at mentally and what I'm striving for, mm-hmm. so that he knows how to best support me and I know how to best support him in that journey too. 
I love every second of this. Now, the real final question is, Jer, are you going to come back on the podcast? Always. I'm the go-to husband of the go-to girls, whatever you guys need it. Oh my God, the go-to husband. I loved this so much. Thank you for coming on. You will be back. I'm going to force you. Lauren will force you back. Oh my God, absolutely. I think, and keep submitting your questions. Go to go2girlspodcast.com. Share the topics you was talking about, the questions you was talking about, speakers that we should interview. We love the questions. It makes it forces Jill and I to be real and raw and honest with you. Have these conversations that you want to have, and we're just so happy that you guys are still checking us out and still listening. We are so happy. Find us on Instagram at Go To Girls Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can download and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time. See you soon. Oh,